you're listening to the Down East Mike Podcast, the quirky little podcast from Maine. And now, your host, Down East Mike. Well, hi, good morning, everybody. This is Down East Mike. You're listening to the Down East Mike Podcast, coming to you sort of live from Down East Maine, deep in the interior down east of Maine, not in exact geographical uh, uh, location, ah, shaping up to be a stormy day here in down east Maine. We have rain, wind. Uh, we're looking forward to the weather getting more and more spring-like as we go along. If you're new to the podcast, we should have our little disclaimer right up front that some of this is whimsy, some of this is true, and the interpretation of it all is entirely up to you. In today's podcast, we have some exciting news about Maine saying that you can keep your trash. I'm assuming they're looking down south when they say that. Um, we have news from uh, 1971. We have the Maine Mammal of the Moment. Um, we have our word of the day. Let's go to the word of the day right away and get our brains uh, activated a little more fully. Our word of the day is certain. C-E-R-T-A-I-N. And certain is an adjective uh, meaning fixed or settled a certain percentage of the profit. It could be uh, a specific but unspecified character, quantity, or degree, the house has a certain charm. Uh, could be dependable or reliable. A certain remedy for the disease or inevitable. The certain advance of age. Uh, certain from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary uh, means uh, certain ones, certain of my generation, uh, and it's used in a sentence, I'm fairly certain that I'll be on time. Or a certain person told me that today is your birthday. It first came in printed use in the 13th century uh, as a pronoun was used in the 15th century. I love how they modify these words as they go along. It's from the Middle English, certain or certain, uh, borrowed from the Anglo-French certain or certain going back to the vulgar Latin certanus oh my god that's vulgar uh, and the, originally it was the past participle of cerner which meant to sift discern decide or determine and then they're talking about going back to the Indo-European uh, verbal adjective cry to way, way beyond our level of comprehension, I think. That's our word of the day. Our birthdays today. Happy birthday to Frederick in Wiscasset. Fred turns 28 today. He works in corrections. He's studying to be an EMT. Frederick, Frederick we wish you a very happy birthday. Mary Beth of Lewiston is 68. Happy birthday, Mary Beth. Your dad's still bragging about that perfect bowling game you had back in the 80s. In our news today, the Maine Senate votes to ban out-of-state garbage. The Maine Senate voted unanimously on Thursday to ban out-of-state garbage from being dumped in the state-owned landfill. And this bill, uh, its intention is to close a loophole 
which has previously allowed trash from Massachusetts and New Hampshire to be processed in Maine. And they want it reclassified in Maine as Maine waste and then dumped in Maine's only uh, publicly owned landfill, which is Juniper Ridge up near Old Town. The sponsor of the bill was Senator Ann Carney from Cumberland, and she said only Maine-generated waste should go into the taxpayer-owned landfills. Senate voted 32 to 0 for that, and the House is going to vote on it next week. The Juniper Ridge landfill was purchased by the state back in 2004, and it's got a sign right on it. It says, Juniper Ridge landfill only accepts waste that is generated in Maine. So I could envision a scenario where you could bring your garbage like right over the border on, on I-95 and park beside the road and, and kind of recycle it there, you move it around in the truck, and that could be considered generated in Maine. A third of the waste dumped there uh, up at Juniper Ridge comes from out of the state because of that loophole. And the out-of-state waste is mostly construction debris like drywall, concrete, asphalt, and shingles. And those uh, can contain toxic chemicals like mercury, arsenic, and asbestos. So I'm making a little bit of light about it, but that's actually a very serious subject. And uh, I hope they get that under control. In our news from this day in 1971, there was the Great Plasma Relay. And on, on this day, the uh, Maine State Troopers from Presque Isle to Augusta you know, kept a woman alive at the Eastern Maine Medical Center in Bangor. Uh, that based on Wednesday night, actually. The uh, Troopers uh, relayed seven liters of a high-protein plasma product called Plasminate from locations in Waterville and Presque Isle to the hospital after the hospital's own supply of the material ran out. The special blood compound is manufactured by a company in Berkeley, California, and it's used in shock cases and other times uh, if you have a patient suffering extensive tissue damage. So Eastern Maine Medical Center Administrator Robert Brandau reported a woman in her mid-30s suffering from an infectious disease and it required a large amount of the material as she went through an operation on Wednesday. The material is hard to get because about 90% of it is shipped to Vietnam for use for wounded troops. And the plasma protein was the only chance the woman had. Brandau said when the staff ran low, a call was put in to Jerry Jamazzi the main sales representative of the Berkeley firm. He made several calls around the state and located some of the life-renewing plasma in the blood bank at Waterville and more at Gould Hospital in Presque Isle. The weather was uh, too rough for the uh, airlift, uh, so they called the uh, Holton Barracks, the main state police, and that's when they sent some of the men uh, after the, the uh, serum in Presque Isle, and then they called the Augusta barracks for someone to make the delivery from Waterville. And the troopers fought through stormy highways the length of the state, and then they reported that the trooper coming from the south often found going was slow because of accidents on the main turnpike. The arrival of the serum kept the woman alive. Uh, at the time, she was still in critical condition 
but more of the plasminate was being flown in from New Jersey. Commenting on the effort, Lieutenant Hilt said late on Wednesday, it really wasn't that much. It was routine stuff. There were a lot of accidents down south, and it was difficult for our man to pass by, but this was an emergency. There's a lot of imagery there with the, the, the valiant state troopers racing along with their plasminate and driving by all the car accidents where people potentially could need plasminate. That's the way they got things done, though, at the time. Also on this day, back in 1971, an April Northeaster had dumped up to eight inches of snow on the state. Uh, so still, still snowing there. Um, the seasonal uh, snowfall was up to 140 inches. At that time, Caribou and Rumford got about three inches e each, and Eastport had two. There were gale warnings along the coast with 40 mile an hour winds. The highways were described as snow-covered and slippery, and the main turnpike uh, speed was reduced from 70 to 50. That's back in 1970. Also in 1971, at uh, the Bangor, or Sears in downtown Bangor, you could see Winnie the Pooh. And there's a little ad here. It's Winnie the Pooh holding on to a balloon. He's got a, looks like a bee on his nose. And it says, see me in person at Sears, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So you could go Thursday and see him. And then according to this, Friday and Saturday, if you didn't get enough the first day, that was Winnie the Pooh at Sears. Also, uh, there's an ad for uh, Squaw Mountain at Moosehead, the lodge, and business is a pleasure. New beautiful rooms, superb meeting facilities, exciting French cuisine, indoor heated pool, saunas, golf and tennis, boating and riding. They were noted as being ideal for weddings, class reunions, class trips, sales meetings, business meetings, and oh yes, pleasure meetings. I'm not sure where they're going with that. Squaw Mountain Lodge at Moosehead in Greenville, Maine, 1971. Well, uh, let's get to our main mammal of the moment. Our main mammal of the moment is the little uh, brown bat. It's what could be actually any of the bats uh, belonging to the genera Myotis, little brown bats, or Epticicus, big brown bats. Now these are Vesper bats. They're widely distributed, found in most parts of the world. We have them right here in Maine. Even within the, the genus Myotis, there's more than 80 species. Um, and among them, of course, is the little brown bat of North America and the large mouse-eared bat of Europe. I personally have a little bit of fear of bats, but, you know, they, they do a lot of good, too. Uh, they're about uh, 3.5 to 7.5 centimeters long. They're slow, heavy flyers and they're found in buildings and hollow trees. Uh, on that bat, we have a story here that a, a four-inch brown bat found hibernating in a western main cave it turned out to be about 30 years old. So 30 years for a bat is about 100 
human years, and I didn't know they lived that long. The oldest known bat caught in the wild was 34 years old. And I bet he had some stories to tell. Uh, two state wildlife biologists discovered the old bat, not talking about my mother-in-law, hanging around with about 400 other hibernating bats last month in two abandoned mines in northern Oxford County. Biologist Karen Morris consulted national experts who keep records on bat bandings and was told the main mammal was 30 years old. It was less than a year old when it was banded in August of 1971. Then uh, uh, after she consulted with them, she got a second surprise. It turned out that her discovery was a bat from Maryland, not Farmington, Maine where she had originally thought the band uh, had been attached. This presented something of a mystery because the banded bat uh, was not among the species found in Maine that migrates south. Little brown bats usually don't go more than a few hundred miles to hibernate. The two most common bats in Maine are the brown myotis and northern long-eared myotis, which have a wingspan of about four inches. But when they're flying around in your living room, they look like they have a wingspan of about 30 feet. Uh, see, d during their recent cave search, the biologists did not find examples of Maine's biggest brown bat, which is the five-inch hoary bat. It has a wingspan of 12 to 14 inches and can fit through a quarter-sized crack. I know what I'm going to be doing this week, and I'm going to be going around with that foam insulation and filling up anything in the house with a quarter in the crack. Said they may find suitable conditions for hibernation in some buildings, but they really prefer caves, old mines, or stone structures, which provide more constant temperatures, like my basement, a constant temperature of 32 degrees. Bats spend their winter in a state of torpor, which allows them to conserve energy, which is stored as fat. That is our main mammal of the moment. Uh, and I'm sure we all encounter bats out there. Uh, we have a new feature today, actually. Our, uh, our new feature here in the Down East Mike Show is Peaks of Interest. And our first peak of interest where we look at mountains of Maine, our first is Tumbledown Mountain. And that's a mountain up in Franklin County. It's a popular hiking spot. Uh, it's up a little bit, it's a township six, so it's an unincorporated township a little bit north of, uh, of, of Weld. Uh, Tumbledown is distinguished by a, an alpine pond, which is known locally as Crater Lake or Tumbledown Pond, which is just below the summit. And up on the top, you can look down and see this, this pond. Uh, it's got the least strenuous route would be uh, through the brook or Parker Ridge Trail, and then you get up to the pond, you can access the summit via the Tumbledown Ridge Trail. That is a fairly well-marked trail, it leads across the mountaintop all the way from the East Peak to the West Peak, and that connects over to the Loop Trail. So some of the more challenging loops on it, the Loop Trail is a 5.8 mile uh, hike, it's well marked, provides a, there's a good uh, parking area there. That's one of the most direct routes to the summit. It rises uh, steeply up the mountainside, 
and then that will intersect with a a tumble-down ridge trail which provides access to the mountain's peak. There's a little piece we wanted to get to on this one here. Oh, yeah. From from that trail, there's got this uh, passage. The guidebooks call it Fat Man's Misery. And there are several iron rungs to assist hikers, but you must remove your backpack in order to fit through it. Then it says, this makes having a partner very helpful. I don't want somebody pushing on my butt to get me through that, that fat man's misery. Claustrophobic should not climb this trail, nor should individuals who struggle with heights. Now, why would you be climbing a mountain if you struggle with heights? Descending this trail is extremely tough and a bit dangerous. Hikers are better off ascending the loop trail and descending to the pond via tumble-down ridge trail. The actual fat man's misery is downhill and to the left of the chimney. It's poorly marked and it opens into a cliff face. Oh, this just sounds awful. Tumble-down chimney trail. This trail is considered derelict and should be avoided. It leaves the loop trail roughly one mile in traveling through an extremely rough boulder field. And from there, the trail climbs a severely steep, smooth rock slope. Eventually, it reaches the tumble-down chimney, which is approximately 15 feet high and very steep. A hand-over-hand climb via a fixed line is required to reach the top. Although the trail is still identified in some older guidebooks, it does not appear to be maintained any longer. Tumble Down is now regularly patrolled by rangers. Hikers should realize that climbing this trail is quite risky due to its steepness. Slabs of rock regularly fall here. An injury can leave a hiker in serious trouble on this mountain. What a great little uh, anecdote. We have some reviews of climbing the mountain. This is good. Uh, This is one of my favorite hikes I have done. The views at the top are spectacular. We also swam in the lake in mid-June. The lake is cool, but feels great after hiking to the top. I hiked the brook trail with my kids, 7 and 10, and my wife. I read the reviews here prior to hiking. Let's be clear that this is not an easy hike. It is only 1.7 miles, but the whole thing is uphill. It's kind of cute because they spelled whole, H-O-L-E. Some other posts say their first mile is easy because it's on a logging trail. It is still uphill and just the first mile can be strenuous for some people. After that, there is a lot of rocks to climb on as you make your way up. It feel like you have to be getting close, but it keeps going. My kids did great. My wife almost quit. The mile is, is deceiving. What a great review of that hike. We have another review too we'll read. Best bet is to arrive at the packing area near Brook Trail early, although there is a lot of packing on the side of the Byron Road. There is a pit toilet at the beginning of the Brook Trail. We took the Packer Ridge Trail up to Tumbledown Pond, which was longer but much easier than either the Brook Trail or Tumbledown Trail. We came down the Brook Trail, which is very boulder rock strewn, especially the upper half. This is a wonderful hike and highly recommended. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with a weather forecast right after this.
we get it. Coastal Maine living is had. If you have recently lost a loved one, or if someone is close to passing, think now about Coastal Maine dried flowers. Our unique dried daisies are ready for any occasion at a moment's notice. Simply spray and display. Whether it is a funeral, a bar mitzvah, or a birthday, our dried daisies will look wonderful and brighten any somber occasion. The next time you're feeling a little bit peaked, perhaps you should lay in a supply of Coastal Maine dried daisies. For this week's special, mention you heard it on Down East Mike's podcast. For every two bundles of dried daisies, you'll receive absolutely free one bale of hay. It is last season's cut and a little bit damp still, but you'll find it useful nonetheless. Remember, for any occasion, coastal Maine dried daisies, just spray and display. All right, as always, we thank our sponsor for that message. For our National Weather Service forecast for today, Friday, April 8th, 2022, for today, rain mainly before 2 p.m. with high near 50, east wind 10 to 15 miles per hour becoming south in the afternoon. We're looking at wind gusts up to as high as 25 miles per hour. It's going to rain all day, about an inch expected. For tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 35. And then for Saturday, uh, showers likely mainly after 2 p.m., mostly cloudy, have a high near 55. Again, the wind's gusting up as high as 20 miles per hour. For Sunday, look out for some sun in the afternoon with a high near 53. Well, we're going to have a song from Frank Norwood in just a minute. Right after, we'll give a little pause so you can scrape your chair back and shuffle out the door, get your coat on, and head out to meet the day. But if you want to listen to the song, it'll be there, Driving to Vermont by Frank Norwood. Uh, well, until next time, this is Down East Mike. I'm wishing you and your loved ones a day full of grace, love, and kindness. We'll see you. Someone keep my car door I'm not so sure I want to live in Maine anymore I'm driving to Vermont Where the hills are green And the people there are seldom mean Except when they're texting Gonna learn to drive my motorcycle In the snow Gonna climb those green mountains Till there's nowhere left to go Gonna paddle my canoe Down the Winooski River I'm driving to Vermont I'm driving to Vermont Brattleboro, here we go Marlboro too A Wilmington and Dover Jamaica, look at you I'm driving in Vermont I'm driving in Vermont I'm going to Peru And Dorset too Gonna jump into 
motorcycle in the rain Gonna climb those green mountains I'll paddle my canoe down the Winooski River I'm driving to Vermont I'm driving to Vermont Searsburg and Grafton, Athens too I'm driving in Vermont Putney and Pulteney Bennington and Rupert I'm driving in Vermont A maple leaf just flew over my head motorcycle in the snow gonna climb those green mountains till there's nowhere left to go gonna paddle my canoe down the Winooski River 